This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, that little greeting establishes the fact that this is indeed your friend Bob Cook, and we're together again sharing the Word of God. I'm so grateful for that privilege. And thank you for being there. Now, we're just finishing up First Thessalonians, and we're in the fifth chapter, and we had, the last time we got together, we touched on this verse, which says, Brethren, pray for us. Small thought here, apropos of nothing particular, but I want to throw it in. Do not handle prayer requests lightly. If somebody says, pray for me, and you just say, all right, I will, don't toss it off and forget it. You pray for them. As many of you know, I add a little personal note to some of the response letters that we send out when people uh, send in their gifts. And I'll add a little note. And uh, especially in cases where folk have had problems and they've said, Dr. Cook, please pray for me. Pray for the salvation of my son or my husband or my wife or whatever it may be. They've got heartaches and problems. As I read the letter, my heart goes out to them. And so when I put a personal note on it, oftentimes I'll say, I'm praying for you, Tom. Well, long ago, the Spirit of God convicted me that if I write that, I better do it. And so when I write a note like, I'm praying for you, I stop right there and I pray for that person or for that family or about that situation, whatever it is. You be true to your word on this matter of praying. Brethren, pray for us. See, if somebody asks you to pray, either do it or don't do it, but don't promise and not do it. Solomon says, When thou vowest a vow, defer not to pay it. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. I was just kidding. For God hath no pleasure in the death of fools. Pay that thou owest. When you make a promise... In matters of God, as well, heaven knows, in in human relationships, when you make a promise, keep it. And it's never more important than in this matter of praying for people. Take time with folk to pray for them. Well, I thought it might be helpful to look at some of the other cases in the Word of God where uh, folk were asked to pray. Saul, the erring king of Israel, asked Samuel to pray for him. He really wanted to get out of his punishment for disobedience. And then in the New Testament, you have the case of Simon the sorcerer. Chapter 8 of Acts, uh, where... Simon offered the apostles money, said, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart 
is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Then answered Simon, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. Guilty, fear. He wasn't repenting. He was trying to get out of the results of his wrongdoing. Because we're human, I suppose every one of us has at some time or other prayed, O oh God, get me out of this. And you knew that the mess you were in was of your own doing. But you just prayed, oh, I, I, you know, please get me out of this. Or perhaps you may, and I th again, I think I'm touching on a, a, a very human nerve here. You may have prayed, oh God, if you just get me out of this, I'll never do it again. Have you prayed like that? <laughs> Probably so. That's Simon the sorcerer. Oh, pray for me that none of these things come on me, that I won't get punished. Now, I'm not averse to praying for people who ask for prayer when they're in trouble or in a mess. I've done it many times. But we have to remind ourselves, don't we, that the kind of praying that just tries to get you out of the trouble does not really get at the root of the problem. Simon's problem was that his heart was not right. Thy heart is not right. And there were two things that made it not right. One was the gall of bitterness. He was harboring hatred and resentment in his heart. And the bond of iniquity. He was a slave to wrongdoing. That was the essence of the not rightness of his heart. He didn't repent of that. See, he just said, oh, get me out of this. Pray for me. Years ago, I had a friend who, when I met him, would always say, Pray for me, Doc. I need your prayers. And I did pray for him and still do. fact was, however, that when he said, Pray for me, at that very time, he was deep into uh, uh, problems that were very, very serious in his home and his morals. Pray for me. Oh, I need your prayers. Went right on sinning. Now... This is a hard thing for us even to talk about, isn't it? Because it comes so close to home. Every one of us has been in that place where the psalmist must have been when he cried out, Oh God, unite my heart to fear thy name. Our heart and our motives oftentimes are split out. And we want God's will and we want God's blessing, surely. But we also want our own way. This is Simon, see, pray for me. I'm not repenting, but I just want to get out of this. What do I have to do, what must I do to, to pray aright in this matter? Well, Peter gave him the, the truth of it. He said, repent of your wickedness and pray. Repent and pray. You pray. Repent and pray. The word repent in English is an English translation of three Greek words in your New Testament. Look them up in your own lexicon if you have one. One is Meta no eo, which means to think differently. Change your mind. Change your mind about this. Sin isn't cute. It isn't something to get away with. It isn't something to enjoy and say, well, uh, some other time I'll, I'll straighten up. Change your mind about sin. Look at it as God looks at it. Wrong. Horrible. Insulting to God's holiness. And fatal. Sin will kill you. The wages of sin is death. 
change your mind about sin. Then there's a a second word in your Greek New Testament that's translated with the English word repent, and that's metamelomai, which means change the way you feel about things, change of feeling. And uh, it's in the middle voice so that it means you do the changing. Change the way you feel about things that are against the will of God. Then there's a third word translated repent, and that is a Greek verb called strepho. From it we get our medical term streptococcus, uh, germs, for example. It means turn around and go the other way. Turn around and go the other way. Years ago when I was preaching in missions in, in uh, Chicago, there was a man illustrating repentance. And he stomped, he said, I'll show you what repentance means. And he stomped across the, the platform of the mission, emphasizing his words with heavy footsteps and said, I'm on my way to hell. I'm going to hell. Then he stopped short and he said, this is what repentance means. And he whirled around and he began to walk in the opposite direction saying, I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Well, that was an illustration that the men gathered in off of Madison Avenue, Skid Row, could very well understand. You turn around, you go the other way. Paul said, flee also youthful lusts. What do you mean? Some things you need to run away from. Don't have a prayer meeting. Run. Go the other way. That's repentance. Well, anyhow, Peter gave to Simon the right advice, didn't he? If I've been praying selfishly, Lord, get me out of this mess, but let me have my own way. What am I supposed to do? Repent, said he, and pray. And face up in your praying to this uh, this matter of a not right heart, a heart that isn't right in the sight of God. In Simon's case, it had to do with, with resentment and hatred he had in his heart, the gall of bitterness, and it had to do with the fact that some things had enslaved him. I don't know what they were. Peter called it the bond of iniquity. Some things had enslaved him. He was still a slave to some things. And for all of his profession, it said Simon believed and was with them. Simon himself believed and was baptized and continued with Philip wondering at the miracles and signs that were done. See, he had, he had gone right straight through the whole ritual and routine, but he hadn't gotten right. Oh, that goes so deep into all of our hearts, doesn't it? I have to be right with God if I'm going to do any effective praying. So, that was the advice that they gave, that Peter gave to a man who wanted prayer. He asked for prayer to get out of the results of his own sinful condition. Now, Paul has a prayer request that's, that is uh, listed over in Romans 15, and we'll just take a look at that before time runs out. May we? 15, verse 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe and that my service 
which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted by the saints, and that I may come unto you by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Now, you got several requests there. Small thought here. It is always a good thing to be specific in your praying. It's all right to pray, Lord, bless me. I have done that. I did it this morning. It's all right to pray for blessing, but it is it is better to pray specifically for things, which I also did, I'll tell you, this very day. He said, pray that I may be delivered from unbelievers, that my service, that uh, which I have for Jerusalem, may be accepted by the saints, that I might come to you by the with joy by the will of God, and that I might, when I get there, be refreshed with you. That's what he wanted them to pray for. Specific requests. Now, time will run out before we can get through this passage, but let's start with it just for a few seconds. He said, pray, and, and, and on what basis? For the Lord's sake and for the love of the Spirit. Good, effective praying starts with love for God in your own heart, not with the need particularly, but with love for God and the answering love of the Spirit of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. We'll get at that the next time we get together. Holy Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that thou wouldst make us good prayers. Amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.